hear it, you know it. You love it. It's time for the Gentleman's Jojo. Oh, God. That was pretty bad. I felt good. <laughs> that felt good. By the way, you're getting better at the, thro- at the throwing stars. What do you mean? I saw you practicing the Chinese stars when, when oh, I yeah, walked yeah, in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the parking lot? Yeah. Really I was going to question about that. Is this, when we do this dojo, is it to train to become gentlemen, or do you have to be a gentleman to come in, to get in? Do we know that yet? I think, we're, that, tra- I think we're in the training process. We're in that's, the training process. Yeah, that's, that would be my guess. Okay, yeah. so we're still some years behind. Definitely some years behind. That's good to know that it takes that long. It takes a long time to become a gentleman. Okay. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Mm. We're back we live. Go. Yep. You guys were at the San Jose Improv. Welcome back, boys. Yeah. Also heading to Dallas this weekend, right? Dallas Improv this week. Uh, Irvine Improv. Oxnard. Oxnard as well. And then, yeah, up. and then winding up the year. Parlor Live up in Seattle. By the way, I invited uh, our buddy Robert O'Neill, who did our show uh, weeks ago, because he lives in Dallas, yeah. to come see you guys. But T is out of town, so... Ah, good for I was him. Hoping, I was hoping for at least one person at one of the shows, but fuck it. So funny. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. Live in studio today, Stephen. We Would have you a like very special guest Our today. guest. Special. All our guests are live, no? Well, uh, a lot of people like to call in. They oh. like to go the lazy oh, route, no, but uh, I, this guy comes I in. I drove. I drove here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's uh, getting somewhat hydrated. Yeah, getting I, I got really back on track. I got drunk last night. It was my friend's birthday, and I smoked a pack of cigarettes. Because if you're going to smoke, just go all in. Yeah, Wait, literally the whole pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that nobody. That someone that doesn't smoke goes whole pack. Not oh one yeah, no. When I'm drunk and I have one, I'm go all in. But you need an occasion to get drunk. No, no I so just yeah. I need an occasion to get that drunk. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm feeling good now. I'm back on track, baby. Well. <laughs> He certainly sounds like it. So you know him from SNL. Yeah. He's done a ton of stuff. He's got a, sure. well, Random Tropical Paradise, an independent no. film he did recently. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Don't Mr. Brooks that. Whelan, everybody. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you can skip that movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you know when you were making it that, that it could that. be skipped? Does somebody know when they're making um, it? You have uh, dreams of grandeur. You know, you're like, I, this, I think we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> there was a comic that had a funny joke one time. He said, I was working on a movie that was so bad that as they were filming it, somebody just comes around and says, fuck it, here's the DVD. Oh, that's <laughs> Well, no, everybody who worked on it was so nice. It was, it was just, yeah. You did it with one of my favorite human beings, Brian Greenberg. Yeah, he's the nicest. The nicest guy. That was what was great. I lived with Greenberg. Well, we lived in the same city for in Tampa Bay for a month. That oh, was that's really awesome. Cool. Yeah, we became friends there. He's such a good dude. A talented musician as well. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, and Kyle Kinane is in it, so he was living there for a little bit. So it was a fun hang. Sounds yeah, like a very a sober kind of like, it, you guys are not drinking exactly, at all kind of never. hang. Yeah. No, yeah. We, lived, we were living in a resort, so I heard the, a cover of... Um, it, it was all. It was a Florida resort, so I heard um, that old Crow Medicine show played poorly by some shitty musician, like three hundred <laughs> times oh, every Christ. night. Yeah, it's like uh, the. I don't know how the song goes, but I would scream out of my window, "Stop this madness!" Because <laughs> it was in a resort, so it was just shitty musicians all the time and like drunk white people loving it. That sounds like Silverlake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you said you went out last night, what was your drink of choice? What do you go with? Oh, it was a birthday, so it was all over the place. Yeah. I drink beer, but it was we were doing a lot of um, uh, sake because we were at a Korean barbecue. Fuck. Well, sake's... Why are you looking at me? Well, sake's Japanese, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Or soju. We're soju. drinking, soju. drinking soju. soju. That's okay. Korean. Yeah. Soju. Sorry for looking at Steve. Now look at you. Me. Now look at you. That's look, Korean. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> one of the things I love about, and we can get into all the other stuff later, is if you follow Brooks, he's camping constantly. And one of the things I find fascinating is he'll work his camping into doing the road. And oh, yeah. you're not just camping in the summer. You are literally camping like in the winter yeah. in the snow. I've camped in snow. Yeah, it, like if if I if I'm doing a cool place, I'll camp instead of stay in a in a in a hotel like after the shows. Because it's like I like to drink. I look for any excuse, but when I camp, I can't drink out during the shows cuz I have to bail to go drive to my site. Your campsite. Yeah. W- where is the best campsite in terms of like road gigs? Um, oof, like when I'm doing um San Francisco, which is the best drinking city, like I'll try to stay in Half Moon Bay. Okay. Yeah, because it's rad and you can see whales all the time and stuff like that. Really? But you can't yeah. really drink in San Francisco. Half Moon Bay is quite a bit yeah, south. That's, that's what I'm saying. Minutes, it yeah. keeps me from drinking. Yeah. Oh. It keeps me like like um. Gary doesn't listen. Yeah, it keeps me like sober and uh, I have a great time. But oh. Steve is the opposite because Steve stays at campgrounds when he's on the road, but the comedy clubs call that his condo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. The I mean, I'll, so I good. keep the hotel room they give you. I <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't say no to it in case I want it. But, right. Yeah. They show um, Steve is Winnebago. Okay. Yeah, when I do San Jose, like I'll go to Yosemite during the day, and then we really? back. Yeah. And you hike constantly, and you're always taking pictures. Yeah, I like. Beautiful... Pho- I wish I was a photographer. It's way more fun. What, what you is can the, be you can be uh, yeah well <laughs> yeah. I but I got the, I got my foot's too far in the comedy oh, okay. game. Right, yeah. <laughs> what are, what are the top three? Before you die, you have to go and see these. My favorite national park Sorry. I went to for the first time over the summer is Glacier National Park in Montana. Oh, nice. It's wow. insane. It's like Yosemite's great because they have the um, the valley that you go into, mm-hmm. but everybody's jammed in there. And Glacier National Park has like four of those. Yeah. And it's so not crowded. You just hike around, and that's it's, my it's college. Amazing. Yeah, that's where you went to school. Oh, you yeah. went to Missoula? Uh, Helena, Carol. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, beautiful, right. Yeah, and you can fly to Missoula really cheap out of L.A. Uh, through Allegiant. I don't know if you've ever flown that. <laughs> Never heard of it. But. Oh man, it's it just connects. Like I heard of it because I grew up in Iowa. Gary's platinum on that, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a real shit show, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was only like 120 bucks round trip or something. It's like ridiculous. So where now? How did you get started in stand up? Uh, I started in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's at okay. Penguins Comedy. Penguins. Oh, yes. nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. was the guy that ran that? Jeff Johnson. That's right. Yeah, I would run the lights there. I just started <laughs> doing the open mics when I was nineteen and went to the University of Iowa. And so you knew early on while you're attending university you're going to yeah. attempt this or? Well, yeah, I loved uh, I loved stand up comedy. Um, and we oddly enough, I, w- I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, uh, Adam Sandler did stand up to get on it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll do stand up. And then it turns out I love stand up, and then I ended up on SNL, but for a minute, and then I was like, stand up's better. No, but how, how long uh, had you so been easy doing? easy to say that when you're fired. Too. How long had you been doing stand up? Uh, before because that was that was the impetus. That that's what drove you. Well, to that's what drove me to start it. And yeah. then that that SNL goes out the window because you're like, well, that's not going to happen. I just I want to be a great stand-up. So how long had you been doing stand-up until? Uh, until I got on that show. Was, yeah. Uh, my first time on stage was I was 19, and then I got on when I was 26. Pretty uh, quick. Right. You think? And Yeah, too quick, I would say. Uh, yeah? Uh, I had, like, Lauren asked me when we had, like, a meeting. He's like, so how long have you been doing stand-up or whatever? And I was like, 
uh, I stupidly was like seven years, even though the first three years were dad, you know, in Iowa, getting yeah. up once a week maybe. And he was like, you should say four. Like he just, he was like, you're good for four, not seven. I was like, oh, oh. Wow. yeah. I was like, and then one of the producers was like, Jesus, man, like <laughs> mean. And I was like, he might be right. <laughs> But okay, so tell how did you initially? Because I, I always find it fascinating. Everybody's got a different process or whatever. Or obviously, takes it differently. How did, when you got the call, you got the audition. Where are you? Are you in New York at the time? Are you in uh, Iowa? I'm in LA. Or? It's it was like a two year process. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Let's say one year. Okay, exactly. <laughs> let's go one. Uh, I submitted a tape uh, through my our. You, I think she, she's your manager too, Kara Baker. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, submitted a tape, went into her office. She's like, they're they were running out. Like all of the white dudes were leaving. Stamberg, uh, Sudeikis, um, Armisen, they're all leaving. So mm-hmm. she's like, there's this big void. They're like looking for white dudes or whatever. Uh, make a tape, and I don't, I can't do impressions. So I just submit it like characters, and then my impressions were not normal impressions. It was like uh, Hitler if he loved troll dolls. Uh, yeah, it was really. He's like, this one's name is Gary. Like, it was so stupid. And it was Gallagher teaching stand-up comedy, and he was just screaming, "You're not smashing enough." And, and then it was Jake the Snake Roberts applying, wow. applying to come to children's birthday parties, and he was just lamenting over the government took his snakes. Uh, so they got back, and I, I couldn't believe they'd gotten back. They were like, "This is really weird." That's all they said. Yeah, like, this is weird. And I was like, "That's great." They watched it. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And um, then the next year I do Montreal, New Faces. Right. And Seth Meyers saw that and he was like, that guy's funny. And then the producer's like, "He's he, you should see this tape. It's really weird. So then I'm in L.A. And after Montreal, you know, everybody's like, you get to have all those meetings and bullshit. Because right. it went really well. And uh, and I remember my friend Nick Rutherford got an uh, audition. They were coming to Los Angeles I was so excited for Nick yeah uh, I was like Nick's gonna audition for Saturday Night it was so cool and then like my phone rings I'm like I'm doing it uh, <laughs> and yeah then it just went uh, really well it was at IO West uh, what did you do at the audition I just did um, stand up and then like three oh, nice. really quick characters at the end because I was like you, you guys want that probably um, but it just it was like, it went so well it was not like uh, accurate um test of how good I was at stand. It was better than I'd ever done. Oh, wow. Is it on tape or is Lauren there? Lauren's there. Okay. Um, and I think I just went in with, I don't, with, this isn't going to happen attitude. Like, I remember right. I broke the mic stand right away. Like, the mic stand <laughs> fell apart. Good sign. Uh, it, yeah. And then I, you have five minutes and they cut the mic. And right. then I spent the first minute and a half, two minutes fixing the mic. And then I was like, and then I, my first sentence was, I was like, that was a gross misuse of my time. Uh, yeah. And then just like everyone was like, oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then that's what Lauren digs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then it went really well. And then I fly out to New York to test. And then that went what I thought was the worst moment of my life. Really? Yeah. It was because they don't laugh. And if you're doing characters, it's fine. You're like, mm-hmm. they saw I could do characters. But when you're doing stand up. You're like that's bad. There were punchlines that were just nothing. Crickets. I could hear Lorne. There's no popcorn. way to prepare for that, is there? No, I heard people eating popcorn during it. Um, and so I went home and was like packing my bag. I went to the across the street where they put you up. I was packing my bag. I was like, I want to leave right now. And then I got a call from my agent. It was like they want you to stay. So I stayed in New York three more days, just in case they wanted to have a meeting. Their dime. Yeah, on their dime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And never had a meeting. 
just hung out in New York for three days. So are you anxious the whole time? Yeah, you can't you really feeling... enjoy it. Oh, I was loving it. I mean, I was still never thought it would happen. Um, it was, plus, a couple of my friends were staying who ended up getting on the show too, Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett. So we knew, we knew each other. And um, so we, I'm bouncing around doing shows because, you know, I like stand up. And then I came back out to LA. I quit going to my engineering job. So the three days pass. Three days pass. I fly back out to LA. I stopped going to my job because I was still a biomedical engineer, and I was just like, I'm not going to do that anymore, um, but I'm going to keep getting paid. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, I was like, I might get SNL. You know, this looks good. And uh, then um, they hired four people, and I wasn't one of them, and I was like, oh, shit. So I just showed up back to my job without saying I – like, I was gone for two weeks, and then I just walked back in one day, and my boss was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I was like, what? I'm back. And he's like, you can't do that. Uh, you just disappeared, and then you yeah. walked back in. And then in. I walked back wow. in. Yeah, that's a – Costanza did that. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I just walked back in. I was like, I've been, I've been working from home. Uh, and he's like, we have to talk. <laughs> we have to talk at lunch. He's a really nice boss. I've been working from home. Yeah. Biomedical engineer. You have a lab in your in your home. Yeah. Well, I, I was working off site a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, then I got the, they called and told me I was going to be a writer on the show uh, at noon that day. So then I moved to New York. It's so funny. So you you disappear for two weeks. You walk in. You're like, I've been working from home. It's like, okay, well, welcome back, Brooks. Then you get the call. It's like, I got the job. It's like, fuck off, guys. I'm out. No, no, it was, was, yeah, they were really nice about it. Yeah, Yeah. They were cool. But isn't it crazy? Like, you have this great day job that's paying for all the bills, I'm assuming. Yeah. You can still do stand-up at night. That's a rarity for comics in LA. It was great. I think I was making... Oh, pro- I actually probably was making. I was definitely making more as an engineer than I did on SNL. Wow! Because I don't, I don't have to give any of. It was probably equal pay, uh, but then on SNL you have to, you know, divvy out agents, agents, lawyers, managers, yeah. lawyer. Yeah. So I was definitely making more as an engineer. So you're living pretty high with. Uh, no, no, I was spending it all. Uh, <laughs> you could have been. I lived. I lived in a mansion in Los Feliz with uh, uh, eleven other people. Uh huh. And I just had a dirty room. <laughs> yeah, it everybody's was, paying. A but grand. then you're in New York City. Yeah, then I moved to New York into a, uh, like a 300 square foot place for two thousand a month. Wow, and and tell us about that first year. How, oh, especially that first episode. It was terrible, man. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it, this show is like the mo- big highest high you can ever have, but right. then also the lowest lows you can ever feel. It's just like it was really brutal. Um, what and, was your highest high and what was your lowest low? Oh, the highest high was definitely the first time I did Weekend Update. Uh, it was the third episode because then I felt like, oh, I've contributed. This is a thing I wrote that my, by myself that I got to do, and this is the, what I started comedy for. Um, that was really cool. And then I got another sketch on the next week, which was me and Edward Norton that I'd written with two really funny guys, uh, uh, Zach Cannon and Tim Robinson. That I was like, this is great. I got the show. And then I wasn't really – I didn't get anything on for ten episodes. And that was like the lowest, like right. ten episodes in a row. That's like four months where I was just yeah. like, I haven't gotten anything on, and I got real bummed. I was really bummed. So while that's going on, like all these ten episodes, are there other cast members or writers saying this is part of the process? Hang in there. Are you getting some support, or is it just oh, like business as usual there? Business as usual. Yeah, Sink no one's there to coddle. Yeah, no, and nobody's there to be mean either, though. Right. Yeah, but it's like everybody's. And you want every, something. You want give me, tell me something. some affirmation or something. Yeah, and Seth Myers was my boss, and he was really nice. He's like, you get it, you should do more updates. I wrote probably thirty different updates. Like mm-hmm. every week, I would 
you could write two because you could write one for the Wednesday t- table read, and if that didn't work, update. Uh, you know, Colin Joseph is a good friend. Uh, they write update until Saturday. You know? Right. So you can reapply Friday night for an update. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'd write two a week. It was just brutal. Yeah. And then, but then after those ten weeks, I think there was like maybe eight episodes left mm-hmm. and in those eight episodes I got six sketches on and I was like wow. oh this is really fun that got really fun when it's the show is really fun when you're busy mm-hmm. and it's terrible when you're not busy so when everyone's busy around you right when you're not busy then as a cast what are you doing you are just fucking panicking yeah yeah because yeah, you have to be there at noon on Saturday and the I show's not till 11 30 wow yeah. yeah uh so I was just like I would just be a, a a boring like I was just a bummer. I was just like I, you can't pitch at that point. What do you, what do you, you're just in a holding pattern in case they you're throw you there. In well, because you can get put into a sketch after dress, okay. you know, and there, it's like changing until the last second. But yeah, I don't know. It was cool. It was the first year was cool, and then I thought I had like a fifty fifty shot of going back, and then when I didn't, it it was a bummer. But ended up ultimately being a relief because I like Los Angeles so much. Well, how did they let you know? And and how soon after this season concluded? Um, so it was like, it was, uh, you have like a, it's a really weird contract. You sign it before you even test. It's a seven, you're stuck for seven years. You right. can't quit. Um, but you can be released every 10 weeks. Jeez. Okay. Uh, every 10 episodes. For the first two years, I think it's every 10 episodes. And then it goes to That yearly. sounds fair. Sure. Uh, yeah. They have all the bargaining power. Yeah. And I talked with Jay Moore, and I was making the same amount as Jay Moore made in like 1991. He's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Really? They just haven't. Yeah. But it's still, you know, they, <clears throat> through them, you know, boosts and makes you, gets it's, you other yeah. work. Um, so it was just, it was uh, the final episode. I'm living in New York with my girlfriend at the time. And yeah, I remember we were walking down Houston. Uh, I lived in uh, Alphabet City, and I just got a call from my reps, and uh, it wasn't. They were just like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh fuck, did I get fired?" And they but were that like, sounds yeah. like Kara all the time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, yeah, bro. No, yeah, but yeah, I was like, "Did I get fired?" And there, and she, he was like, "No other way to put it." And I was like, "Yeah, it sucks." <laughs> Uh, but let go. I mean, let go is a nice. Yeah, sure. Song. Yeah. Um, no, but they were all everybody. I had like dinner with all the producers afterwards, except for Lauren, and they were like, "Yeah, it's just you know a bad, you know, it was just a rough season, I think, for ratings, because after all these mega stars left." Um, right. It was like a reboot. Or, yeah. Like, the new. Yeah. The, the, the new, new crew. The new crew. Yeah. So they were like, "Well, it's definitely the new crew's fault." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they just. Yeah. It was all. Were, were, did you get to enjoy any of the musical guests, any of the hosts that were on there? That's all. The, I enjoyed the music the most. That was the coolest part in the world to me. Because you, you get every week, you get to see like who is currently one of the yeah. most popular musicians in the world, and it also opened my eyes to uh, different types of music I didn't know. Like One Direction, those guys are great. I would have never seen them, but I was like, I get it. They're just so nice, and they're. Sing wonderfully. It's yeah. great. I think the only person I didn't go down to check out was Katy Perry. Like that's the only person I was. She's the like, number one Twitter or uh, Instagram. She's got the most Twitter followers of any human. Is that it? Think is her, so. Is it her or Instagram? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, Steve has the fewest. Fewest. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Please. Nice to bring it back to Please, that. yeah. I um, will tell you, I think, all kidding aside, Steve could nail that SNL audition. He is used to crickets. Yeah. He can fly right through <laughs> yeah. the dead yeah. silence. This guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. That is funny, though, ahead, how, si- because no. the, uh, those, how silent they are. Like, I've done uh, the last comic standing auditions, and I'm yeah. like, all right, there's going to be no laughter, no laughter, no laughter. And you go in, and there's no laughter, and you're messed up. You're, it throws yeah. you off, even it, though you've prepared. I got yeah. laughs. It frowns oh. Yeah, right. I, I got a standing ovation. Yeah, That's he didn't get great. on the show, but he, he <laughs> killed the audition. Um, what was the greatest? Uh, how did how did a year of SNL make you a better performer? Make you a better comedian? Oh, uh, I'm just you're just not afraid of anything after that. Like yep. I could do any. I mean, I still get like I still get like shaky just in general. I think it's my my genetics. Right. Like I just like my mom's always shaking. I don't know. Maybe listeners have that like tremors like consistently um but i'm not you're, you're a good person from iowa so maybe that you're yeah, a good sure. person you have the conscience know. about uh no no it's just um i'm just not nervous about stuff like performing anymore because i'm like well i did that that was really scary yeah because like, it's live and like five million people are watching it so it's pretty intense but it's got to be a great year of your life right you're living in new york i know you don't mm. love new york but like you're you're on a great show no it, it wasn't. wasn't man i'll be honest it was so brutal like it was just like i was so tired all the time yeah and yeah i was in not a great relationship i'd met a girl and then we moved to new york together like three weeks later and oh. that was so it was that relationship and Plus, failing on a show that I was that I thought I would do great at. Because when you get it, you you assume you're gonna do great. You're like, right. oh, there's a new Will Ferrell in town, and then <laughs> and then once you do Go it, Go Daddy Nine. Yeah, once you do it, you're like, well, he, okay, he's pretty good. Uh, it's something different to that guy. Yeah, he's so funny. Um, yeah, it was it was just brutal. It was tough, but you know, when you got stuff on, you felt great. Yeah. What is what was it like? Watching it for the first time after having done it, or have I haven't you watched seen it? it. You I haven't have seen never, it since. I have not watched a second of it since then. Well, well, that's not true. I think Tim and Zach were two of my real good friends, and I would watch. I would call them and it'd be like, "Did you guys get some on?" Because I would always find their stuff so funny. Yeah, I, I saw some of the stuff that they write, but I've never haven't seen any of it. Is that Aaron? Can you turn this on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the amount of the amount of greats that have been cut from that show, though, so it's not discouraging. Sure. I mean, no. So yeah. Many no. Great I mean, people that went a year or two yeah, years. Yeah, it's or, all it's all yeah. good, and yeah, it's all fine. And, and, but you know, it was just weird. It's like um, I think I had like eighteen months where there wasn't a night I didn't have a dream, like an SNL. I don't have any ideas. Dream, like every night, almost was like this, a cram it for finals. The and same. Kind of. Yeah. I don't have any ideas. Dream. Yeah. Wow, because every, what is it, every Monday or Tuesday you've got yeah, to come to the table? Yeah, every Monday and, you have to come in with new sketch ideas. And, it's, and pitch it to, in front of everybody's in the room, right? Well, yeah, those are like, Monday, the Monday pitch is fake, kind of. Yeah. So that's, you just have a quick bullshit sketch idea just to get a quick laugh. And then you have your real sketch ideas. Because uh, you don't want to tip the hat, tip your hat for the table on Wednesday. You want it to be a surprise uh, for everybody. So uh, on the Monday pitch, everybody sits in Lauren's office, um, like on the floor. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, there's like all the writers and cast members. There's a fucking huge cast. There's like 18 people in my cast. I think there was seven in the original. You know? Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's why. So nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of. That's why you're not on very much. Um, and uh, so so many people in Lauren's office, and then they go around, and he's like Brooks, you know, and it's just you know it's terrifying. Uh, and then you just have to come up with some dumb sketch idea that's bullshit i don't even remember like uh 
like a fake sketch I had was like it's the field of dreams, but after they build it, Nazis come out of the corn. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's not. It's sketch isn't gonna work. Yeah. But yeah. Get, it would get a laugh in the room. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know. But then you would go and you'd have the real <laughs> sketches. You, uh, and you'd pitch those. Yeah. To yeah. you, I would have like uh, the notebook. Uh, of like 10 ideas and I would go to different the writer into different writers rooms and be like yo here's these ideas do, do you do, do any of these fit right yeah and then if they liked an idea they're like we can jam on that one who was the ringer uh, that season who or was, since, or since just somebody that was so comfortable yeah like Keenan Thompson Keenan Thompson anytime you put him in a sketch he was the funniest and he he would he was really nice he was like 13 years in and he would sit down and write sketches with me He's like the nicest guy ever. Is he the wreck? Has he been there the longest? Who's been there? The He's longest? been there like fifteen years or something. He's so funny. Yeah. Can Pe- you can you go back to Penguins like now at any time and just walk out and be like, hey, I'm the <laughs> only mean, one from this town with a TV. <laughs> no, I mean, I, Penguins flooded. Oh, that's it, ironic. It, that's it fucking did. perfect. It flooded. The uh, uh, we have a another special guest that just walked in here, uh, Bill Burr. Do you want to join, Bill? We we got a microphone right here. Oh, all right. Yeah. Get in here. I just came in to listen. I'm just listening <laughs> to Mike Henry Hill. I'm not trying to do anything. No. <laughs> you know Brooks, obviously, right, Phil? Yeah. Hey, yes. Bill. What's going on, dude? Not What's much. Fine, just man. chilling. Uh, making me relive a, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Story. No, no. That's good. <laughs> Bill, has SNL had you on? Huh? Has SNL had you on? No. What's their fucking problem? Well, my lack of celebrity. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta be at a certain level. They have like fucking Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. That's kind yeah. of a big drop off. <laughs> those guys are like, those guys are old school, like triple threats, saying yeah. dance. They're funny, good looking. You know, what am I? Hey, let's get this bald, redheaded male, one trick pony. Let's see what the fuck he can do. Maybe uh, he'll do an edgy monologue, <laughs> and it'll immediately drop off after that. Did you ever have aspirations of SNL in New York? Wallach? I think I did because I thought I should. Yeah. There was a lot of things that I, I aspired to because I thought that that's what you wanted to do. It took me a long time to realize that I just wanted to be a comedian and that being a comedian was the coolest thing. And you could be so much funnier, I feel, like a great comedian is still going to be way funnier than a lot of other genres simply because there's, there's selling shit and there's commercials and yeah. there's 20 people piling on on like a conference call and everybody's got to get their fucking stink on it. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, I was the one that said to do this. And then it just becomes, you know, it, it stops being focused. So, yeah. um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, and also, I don't know. It just sounds like this is giant pressure cooker, and nobody's really enjoying themselves. No, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I only liked doing uh, stand up on an update. That's the only thing that was fun. Yeah, I like the band. Like Sean Pelton on drums crushes it. Like yeah, I used to like uh, like I used to, I was always into the band. And then also, I, obviously, I, I thought the sketches and everything were funny. But I I just think that's like it's not in my wheelhouse. That band is phenomenal, to, to by the on. way. Yeah, they're great. I, I went to the taping uh, when Kevin Hart was on, uh-huh. and in between, you know, you listen to the band. They're not, you know, at home, you hear it for a second, and then they go to commercial, and then they're playing the whole time. You're like, I, I would go see this band live. They're I phenomenal. Was, I was too busy panicking. I never paid attention to them. But it seemed like every time you're at the cellar and some cast member or somebody from SNL would come and sit at the table, and, you know, as a young comic, you'd be like, what's it like? And they'd always be say the same thing, like, uh, it's it's just it you know sucks. just see the terror and the yeah. fear. And this, the, we had this sketch and it was so funny and it killed during the run through and then they cut it 
Yeah. That's what it just that's what it always sounded like to me. It just sounds like that, that, it sounded like you had to be a special level of tough that I wasn't. Oh no, it's just like that doesn't sound like fun. I think I'll just do funny bones. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just do that. I love than Ohio. Sit there and be like, dude, I was gonna be the bald bald redheaded guy and it killed every sketch killed and then at the last second there's always like some writer that has some sort of fucking seniority and he gets mad like everybody has the exact same fucking story I have that I was gonna be a guy in a neck brace King Kong had been raping and uh, that was so the sketch was gonna kill right it was me and Jimmy Fallon we caught King Kong it was the part of the movie King Kong before he goes to Broadway where we pitch bringing him to Broadway. Right. Everyone's like, this sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in a neck brace and he's been raping me. Uh, <laughs> killed. Right. They killed it, Dress. Uh, and then uh, it was another writer was like, it doesn't work. It was supposed to be in the live show and then it wasn't. like. And he had seniority, so if he it says was, it doesn't work. It then. was Justin Timberlake liked a different sketch more, for real. He was oh, like, I uh. like this other sketch, so... So yeah, but I'm he's like, also a pop star. He can't be doing a gorilla r- raping no, somebody's was, sketch. But he wasn't even in that show. He was, he was just a musical guest. Well, you know how it like, works now. If you're just anywhere near it, then yeah. you somehow, you know, you're part of some yeah. boys club Either and way, you condoned it. But I, I, have right? that, I have that worst dumb story ever. I'm like, I was going to be raped. It was going to be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> so close. Yeah. So Justin Timberlake came in with a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> Timberlake's calling the comedy shots. Jeez. Well, it was a better idea. There was a different sketch where Jimmy and, Fallon sang, and everybody liked that. And great. he does crush it on that show. Yeah. yeah. I think there's certain things that you should just enjoy and be a fan of and realize that you're not. You shouldn't just try to shoehorn yourself in. Yeah. There. That's what I You might. Re- the only uh, affiliation or uh, tangent I had with SNL was I'd put together that audition tape. Do you remember that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this, okay? <laughs> this is so. This is, this one is of the a horrifying. Wor- worst things. <laughs> I, I just, it just was so unnecessarily mean. <laughs> so I, this is years ago, okay? And I, you know, I have no idea about. I don't do character. I barely did stand up at the time, by right. the way. So I'm, um, you know, I, I think it was Barry Katz at the time. I, I was working with him, and he goes, "You should do an SNL audition tape." So it's three characters, three impressions, whatever. And uh, I go, "Okay." Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly, is the only guy I know that's tech savvy enough. He has a video camera. <laughs> so I This was like fifteen years yeah. ago. I asked to borrow his camera. He's like, Of course, dude. So I take it and then I work and I edit out I just let the camera run the whole time. Sure. And then I, I went to another buddy of mine and he edited out all the quote unquote good parts of right. it, decent parts, into the audition tape. Okay, send it in. Of course never heard back. But I returned the tape to Bobby Kelly oh, no. with the tape still in it no. and a pack of other tapes. Bobby takes the tape and, audi- and, and, and edit, edits out all the worst parts yeah. of it. And not only that, I think it was Rich Voss was being roasted at the Boston no, he uh, This is the thing. What killed me was he uploaded it onto his computer, not even <laughs> knowing about the roast. And then the roast came about, and he just had this thing, just like waiting. Yeah, waiting. 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 To, to, to show this thing. So then he goes up to roast Patrice, does a couple of jokes that only do okay, yeah. and then bails and just shows the video. Oh, my God. <laughs> everybody. In front of everybody. And this is what's fucked up. It's like, he's not even on the roast. He's I'm not, not there. even there. I'm emceeing at the cellar, so nobody's at the cellar, because even if you do a spot, you're running back over to the Boston yeah. to watch Patrice getting roasted. Dude, it was so mean. I remember all the comments <laughs> on the days were going, shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> and Bobby's going, no, no, wait, dude, you got to see this. Yeah. No, my So God. bad. So then everybody comes to the cellar afterwards to hang, 
and no one will look at me. And I'm like, what's going on? What? what? And then, oh my and then God. I think it was Colin <laughs> Quinn that told me. He goes, I got to tell you, Stevie, you might want to stay away from Bobby or give it, give it all to him. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it was a. Uh, That's the scariest. It's like when your friends get see your headshot and you're not around. It's like, <laughs> oh no. It was no, it, no. It was worse than that, dude. Yeah. It, 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 like, it was. It was like I never saw the cove. Where the Japanese are just yeah. beating all those dolphins yeah. to death. This was like the comedy version of that. It's like, we get it. Oh, dude, he was doing like Wayne Newton singing Donkey Shane. And everyone's going, ah, ah, shut it off. Shut it off. So bad. So bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so it was, bad. No, it was. Uh, I don't think I ever looked at Bobby the same after that. I was just or like, me. You are like, yeah. you are fucking. Oh. It was You're a different there, dude. You just they, like I thought I had no boundaries. Like you, oh, wow. God. Well, I remember talking to Burr afterwards, and Burr, Burr goes, "That's the meanest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life." And this is a guy from Boston. <laughs> that is the. It was like, oh god, it was. It was brutal. already the meanest night ever, roasting, fucking Patrice, and like, and then, yeah, when that's the meanest thing that happens at the roast of Patrice O'Neill, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it happened early. It happened. Bobby went up early on that fucking roast, and I remember that happened early, and no one. <laughs> can't get it back. Yeah. Other than I think what I love, kind of pulled it up. Keith bombing, and then uh, Ben Bailey doing his physical graffiti double album, of just roasting for twenty minutes. He goes, like, we're like, all right, we get it, we get it. And I remember he just goes, he goes, I got another ten minutes of this shit, and you guys are gonna hear every fucking word. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. Still, my fa- my favorite roast joke of that <laughs> night was I always say this was when he uh, when he was making fun of Barry, when Barry and the seller were in their war. Oh yeah, the seller was trying to cock block uh, the Boston from booking any of the same comedians. So he called up and tried to like intimidate them, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, you better not stop messing with my uh, with the Boston." He goes, "I could hurt the seller." I could hurt the seller. And Ben goes, what are you going to do, Barry? Manage it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just remember Barry like, hey, 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 laughing in the background. It was, uh, that was great. But that was just, yeah, that was just, it was bizarre. It was mean and it was bizarre. That's all I remember just being like, wow, dude, like that guy was definitely locked in a box with a purple crayon or something when he was a kid that he didn't see like at no point did it be like, wait a minute, is this a little weird? Yeah. Oh man. Um, but you now you did not enjoy the New York comedy scene when no, you were there. No, I loved the New York comedy scene. I just didn't enjoy New York in general. New York because I moved there to do SNL and I think that I associate those two things together. Right. And also, I like all you fucking... need to do is go skating at Rockefeller Park. Or yeah. Center. <laughs> yeah, get a new memory. Yeah, no, hundred Rent also, a bicycle. Yeah, no, I just yeah, I like it now. It's ride horse through, carriage. ride through yeah, Brooklyn and not get mugged. Whatever the fuck they did to Brooklyn now. <laughs> I know, I like it now. I can go back and visit it now, but like that was just like a rough year, and I was stoked to come back to LA. Do you look back and and uh... I love doing stand up there. I like the stand up scene there infinitely more than Los Angeles. Yeah, I actually think the stand up scene out here is better now. Oh yeah, really? Oh my god. Manhattan, it's like doing stand-up in like a Bed Bath & Beyond. I've never gotten so many fucking groans. I can't believe that it's the same place. I can't believe, like, oh, oh. I was like, guys, I'm 49. Like, you guys should be shocking me. Yeah. Like, what happened? You guys should be listening to this music where I'm like, oh, my God, these people are going to be running the country? It's, I feel like I'm doing a cruise ship. But to get good, to get better, you, st- you think 
L.A. is still better because it just seems like it's so spread out. It's like nine different cities out here. Uh, I know. You always can get more reps. But, like, that guy at the uh, at the comic strip ruined it because it used to be, like, you could do, like, you'd just be, hey, you'd call up the strip and be like, I got, okay, I got one at the cellar, one at the stand-up, and they would work around it. Right. And then there was some guy took over. I forget his name at the comic strip. He was the one guy who was like, well, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this every week. I'm booking the whole month. And then he <laughs> started doing that, and then all the other ones. And that's, oh, what, that's what ruined shit. that. I didn't know that. That whole sucks. Thing so you can't you, bang out seven in a night. Like I don't think to. you can do that anymore. I left in 07, but like there became, um, they might have switched back. But I remember like it was like, oh man, that was like, that was the thing that made New York so unique. Yeah, yeah. It was like trying to make all those spots. Yeah, I would jam around on my bike. I was still, you could, I would do like four. I would get burnt out if I do more than four in a night. I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah, I don't need to do more than four. That's crazy. Yeah, we yeah. used to try to do as many as we could just to like. I don't know, just to have 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, as you're blowing 10 here, 12 there. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but you, rem- you remember the seller? The seller would always be like, you'd be like, I got one spot. I got a 9.10 at the strip. And then they'd be like, okay, can you do for me the 9.35? You're like, I can't make it. You can make it. You can make it. They would always cock block your spot. So then you'd have to make the decision. <laughs> Where yeah, is she like, from? Oh, What's her nationality? We were talking about that last weekend. Where is she? Where Eastern is Eastern European? Do you know? Wasn't she from Israel? I think so, yeah. That was Israel. It makes sense, yeah. Right. I have no idea. Yeah. It all got real quiet. Everybody's still afraid yeah. of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's she from? I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad. Um, what, what, so what you left in 07. What was the impetus for you to leave New York? I don't when know did, what impetus means. When did you, when did you <laughs> Why feel? Why did I leave? When did you feel? Jesus Christ, fucking Charlie Rose over here. <laughs> oh, wait, that's I, a bad reference, Yeah, right? no, I was like, he's not Matt grabbing Lauer. anybody. <laughs> yeah, Matt Lauer I'm went down today. Matt building. Lauer went yeah. down Matt Lauer went down today. Yeah. Fired. Lauer did? Yeah. Lauer, fired. Oh, you yeah. didn't see it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I just Jesus. think it's funny that all these corporations are acting like they care. They're not. They're trying to get out in front of it. That's all it is. It's always about money. It's always about money. Like, of course. Oh, we need to be, well, we, we'll, we'll show that we we, we didn't tolerate it. I'm just wondering if it's going to leave the entertainment industry. Once it gets it, you're telling me that... The, the people who own the president, like the Fortune 500 companies, you're telling me their Christmas car parties don't go a little sideways every year? <laughs> yeah, of course. They give me a fucking break. Like, wait till it gets into that. Like, the head of, like, Texaco is going to have to step down. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Because <laughs> he lubed himself up with their product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, countries like Japan, I mean, like, I, I was in Japan for two years, man. They, they Every male in Japan is sexually harassed. You know what I'm saying? They'd have to, every yeah. male would have to step down from their job, whatever. I, I'm surprised it took this long though because I, I i read like easy riders raging bulls like those sto- th- those books about like there's all those great proli- prolific directors in the 70s and just how they were just running through girls and just yeah. you know so disrespectful and it's just like well banging a bunch when, of women isn't disrespectful as long as they're into it too it's, it's, it's of course it's yeah non-consenting yeah that aspect there was, I, I, there's got to be some of that because these guys are all hopped up on drugs and coke, and I'm sure that they. You're just blowing on the ashes. Having enough guys, <laughs> we just, if somebody did something, <laughs> let a victim say it rather than being like, I bet. But I you bet ever... Telly Savalas fucking. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Did you ever see uh, uh, Feud, that FX show? Just how. Women are look. I'm I'm not like somebody who's gonna pick up the flag and wave it like and and pat Lena Dunham on the back. But I, you know, look, women have definitely been treated to a degree very unfairly in the in the industry. And I think it's at some point the tide's gonna come this way. Then it's gonna wash back, and it's gonna be business as usual. I think in another ten years, probably. As far as what? 
I think in terms of like you know. You can right walk now, it's with like your dick out again. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't understand Let's what you're hope. saying. Back to sexual <laughs> For as yeah, much as that happens, guys are gonna pay the price, and then we'll be back to uh, <laughs> taking our scrotums out. What are you saying? Yeah, but I think that the there's for as many women that get offended at that. There's other women I think they get turned on by that too, and think this is part of the gig. Uh, I don't know. I'm st- what? And use it. To I say. think that there's just as many See, women you still have a job. <laughs> Are you telling me that there is a young actress out there that didn't willingly bang Harvey Weinstein and get turned on by it because she yeah, was seduced by fame? That's not that's not sexual assault. But I know, he, but he didn't get fired for that. Right, of course. I'm he didn't just get saying fired that because somebody was trying to work their way up the ladder doing that. Right. He got for the the non-consensual stuff. Right. I think you're exactly. a little confused yeah. with the facts. No, I feel I'm like not confused with the facts. Was interviewing the owner of the Dodgers. Like, do you understand what it is you're saying here, sir? <laughs> no, I know. I know that. I know why they're prevalent in the news. I understand all that. But I Steve, think. I think that what you're are, saying is, if we're going to go after sexual predators, if Eventually, we do have to go after gold digging horse because it's yeah. not illegal to tell a rich man that you love him when you don't and waiting a day after the prenup expires to then collect your winnings. No, I'm saying that at some point it will. <laughs> I don't know what you're let saying. Me, let the me help. Pendulum He's is saying swinging. some rape is okay. <laughs> some rape is fine. That's what you're no. saying. Yeah, no, not at all. No. That's what you're saying. No, but I just saw a story. Did you guys see the story about there was the mascot for the <laughs> L.A. Kings? And I guess he was dressed in his costume, and this woman claimed that the, the mascot grabbed her ass on an elevator ride up. He's a king. Yeah, it was just Talking. like, like why? This is now a charge now too. Like, well, it, like, massage envy. They just got, they got busted, busted for like 180 yeah. lawsuits. For what? for what? Well, some of the masseuses are touching people inappropriately. The guys are touching the women inappropriately. That's why I'm saying I think it's like it's becoming such a such an issue when massage envy. And look, granted, I think there are pervy guys that work for massage envy, but I'm sure that there's people just doing their job massaging right. people that's a that, long way to go. You're gonna get licenses as a masseuse. Why don't you just get on a crowded <laughs> bus at that point? Yeah. Well I, I think that's get why on with your day. Yeah. It's becoming such a lightning rod that the pendulum and in three is swinging. Years of fucking pre med Yeah. <laughs> But I, I mean, think no, there is. I'm just fucking around. The settle, <laughs> it, it, the dust will settle, and things will come back. And I think again, there will be. And I'm not advocating it. My point is, I think at some point there are going to be those guys that take that abuse the power. History has proved it over time, and it's going to be that thing again. Do, do you think a guy like Matt Lauer, who is over the last couple of weeks reporting on all of these guys like Charlie Rose and Harvey Weinstein, like he knows maybe his story's going to come out, or he's that arrogant and detached that he's like, well, if he did, I'm he should have come out. And that's why that's why that Louis thing is. To me, it's like he if if the progressive folks in the media that loved him so much, if he was so seduced by them, he could have been the one that could have came out before it all. Yeah, he could have won. He could have been the one that had a little more foresight and maybe won some goodwill with that. But he didn't. And he had ample opportunity over the years since 2002, since that whatever the decider or whatever website that came out on. He could have came out, and they kept asking about it, and he kept blowing it off. He said, I'm not going to address this thing. So I, I think he could have came out against it. But he didn't. Right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the dust is going to settle and it's going to go back. I think it's changed. I think it's changed. Permanently? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it'll be like – I think it's going to overcorrect to a point that you'll be afraid to be in a, in a room – like you always have, like you'll have, like rather than a, an assistant, you're gonna have a witness. Like <laughs> yeah, a, we all have body cams now. Yeah, you're just gonna have, like, <laughs> you're gonna be like, okay, well, Congress- who else is gonna be in the fucking room? Because yeah. it's gonna get to. I'm a, my fear is it's gonna get to the point of like, you know, because so much of this shit is just like, uh, it's like if it's said, 
then it's fact. Like, because there's no because sl- yeah, yeah. there's no slander, there's no trial or on social media. So it's it's been this great thing that where there's been like revolutions against oppressive uh, um, governments and and outing people that have done horrible things. But then there's the the other side where there's you know with any good thing there's always the opportunists like. Like the hurricane hits Houston, and here's, here's where you donate, and that first wave is usually legit shit. And then there's other people like, hey, man, I want a fucking SUV, a portion of the proceeds. Right. And they go out and get themselves a truck off of somebody else's misery. So, the, but, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I like most guys, I think you, you just start freaking out going, well, Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I do? And then finally... I think when you relax, you realize, well, yeah, I, I didn't take my dick out at work. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not blocking doorways and shit. Like, I didn't do yeah. shit like that. That chick didn't like, have to shove you off or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have someone. Why did you do that? Hey, man, I'm used to this. Come on in. Let's <laughs> fucking watch me take a shower. I mean, it's really bizarre fucking behavior. It's yeah. really fucking bizarre. I didn't well, hear you, the tape. Did you, where he was like, yeah, "Don't embarrass me." Did you? There's oh, like yeah. a tape of Harvey Weinstein. No, I didn't hear it. Oh yeah, yeah I he heard it. Keep, great. He keeps. I didn't listen. To it. I guess he just keeps going. You're embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just come in, come in. She's like, I don't want to come in. I don't want to come in. Yeah, he's like, stop embarrassing me. Yeah, get in the. It was like a cartoon version of embarrassing. Yeah, no, that guy is a fucking monster. Yeah, he's a cartoon version. Um, So yeah, I think it's good that they're gonna, you know, get that shit out of this. As long, you know, just that one woman was saying, like, you know, they're gonna blah blah. And if an innocent guy has to go down, that's a price I'm willing to pay. Is some. You know, that's something you say when you're in your 20s and you think you're going to change the fucking world. So I kind of gave it past that. But there is yeah. there is like a little element of like a lynch mob. Like I, I didn't pay too much attention to this, which is classic me. And I'm now going to comment on it uh, was that guy who was up for the job at Tennessee. And he was at Penn State the same time as Sandusky. Mm-hmm. And people Greg are just White. like holding signs up going, he kept his mouth shut during child rape right. and shit like. And it's just right. like, wait, whoa, you, can you just do that? Can you just hold that sign up like? And like, is there was there proof of that? Yeah. Wouldn't he be in jail if he fucking did that? Yeah. I, I my thing is that like, whole thing like that six degrees of if you were anywhere near it, yeah. then you totally knew. Like that dude who was talking about like, like when the Louis thing came out, and he wrote that whole fucking hilarious thing about the table at the cellar. Oh, he was. How yeah. like we all had like a meeting going. Uh, how do we how do we protect this guy? It's just like if how how much into stand up was that guy that he didn't realize that like stand up is just totally. It's 100% every man for himself. Like, <laughs> most people's probably first thought, oh, my God, that's terrible. Hey, was, did he have a few spots this weekend at the cellar? Can I grab those? Hey, there's a couple more theater gigs. Maybe I'll be able to sell. That's how comedians yeah. think. They yeah, don't then, think like, ooh, we got to protect this guy. They're, they're thinking, what's my joke on it? Yeah, I was and can like, I get his spots? I was like, I bet yeah. Dave would pick me up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, now's the time to get with Dave. Yeah. But I... Yeah, like, I think, like, as angry as people were with the banks, remember? Like, uh, everybody, Seven Occupy three. Wall Street, all that shit after the recession. Fuck Wall Street. Wall Street's going to... It's like... It never got angrier than how angry they are about Eli being benched. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what's wrong. Yeah. That's what's wrong with us. We get yeah. mad at the wrong shit. But I think it just, like, there was such a fever pitch, and then all of a sudden it dissipated, and there was a fatigue almost, and then people forgot about it. My point earlier was I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to hit a fever pitch. It's going to overcorrect itself. You have congressmen asking women if they can have permission to put their arm around them when they take a picture together. And I think at some point it'll swing back, and then it'll just be it'll go back to the way it was. And that's that's I'm not advocating. I think it's disgusting. But a little bit better. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I hope it doesn't. But even like even like when we were on the set of Sullivan's Son, we had an incident the first season, and I ended up uh, firing somebody. 
Uh, and I'm I'm just uh, you know the guy on the show whatever. Was but it your character? Did your character <laughs> do something? But it wasn't you. <laughs> a method. But we we got we gave him the boot, and it's like even if I had posted something like you know on social media like hey, we had an incident this that. Then all of a sudden you make it about yourself. I think so many people in this day and age in social media make it about themselves that you would get oh, attacked right, for right, that. Right, but then you know it becomes I mean? like a career move. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like when Kim Kardashian made it up the sex tape, and then all these women who wouldn't have made one started making one thinking, well, then I'll make it. Yeah. So I think I, I, that's the only, like, as long as they're getting people that are, are guilty, which it seems like so far. Yeah. Um, you'd be a fucking asshole if you had a problem with what was going on. But, uh, you know, but it's just that 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 lunatic left where they post shit like, you know, white male trash. And it's literally like sexist, reverse, reverse sexist, reverse racist, just as fucking ignorant. Some of that shit I read, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, thank God, you know, you weren't a white male. You'd fucking, you sound like a grand dragon. <laughs> That's what the fuck you would be if you were a white dude with a dick. I mean, this is like what you're doing is so astoundingly fucking ignorant. Yeah. Well, there was a girl on. Um, yeah, you put that mind in a white male's body. Yeah, there yeah, is a fucking and you, you got oh. a fucking, you got a damn. But they, but because they're not, yeah, they, they yeah. think. I'm just talking about people that are, are to that fucking extreme yeah. to the left, where they say, that. "I don't care if an innocent guy has to go to jail." It's like, what kind oh. of an adult are you? Like, <laughs> you, you really? And, and again, going like, that's a price I'm willing to pay. It's like <laughs> you're not paying the price. <laughs> right. The person in jail is. Um, From their open mic in but Orange I, and County. And I think that's that those people actually hurt real, uh, I shouldn't say real feminists, I should say just like rational feminists. I think that those people, like when you go that fucking lunatic that far, yeah, you're not helping anybody. And uh, I don't know, but I, I don't know. Those, those, when those... you paint a bullseye in general on a specific group, you, you lost the cause for me. Uh, you know, when when it's white males... White privilege, like there was a there was a girl from BuzzFeed who wrote an article on Army Hammer, and it was like his white privilege has allotted him all these opportunities in Hollywood. Maybe initially, but I think when you're casting a film, they have <laughs> Q ratings and all this other stuff, and he's a viable, talented guy, and she just thinks. Under the assumption he's a white guy, so he gets a free pass. It's like that's so. Well, I gotta admit up. that's how the business has worked for me. I mean, I haven't had to work for anything in my career. I, yeah. just, I just showed yeah. up the first day, and they were like, "Oh, white male? You, why did you even sign up? Yeah, you want a weekend spot? Come on in." No, my shit sandwich is a lot smaller than other people's, but you're still eating a shit sandwich. So there is sort yeah. of this fantasy that's going on that then it's you're just sitting there eating steak every night. Um, so that's for me. Because I'm such a cunt. That's why I want everything to be fair. I want everything to be fair, not because it should be, just because I want people to still be, oh, this still sucks on a certain level. Yeah. People still steal your ideas. You still get, you know, one douche on Hollywood Boulevard. I didn't like his face. And then you're out of the pilot. <laughs> like, that shit still happens. Um, but, you know, overall, I mean, you know, I, 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 you, know you, you can't, you, I, don't, I don't understand you can't go around at work doing that. And I also got to be honest course, with you. I yeah. don't understand the the sense of like uh, like back when I was a single guy, like getting laid was like an accomplishment. You know, like I fucking did it. I convinced yeah. somebody to have sex with me. <laughs> High five to me. To be in a position of power like that to then go, hey, I'll give you this if you do that. It's like fishing in a stock pond. And then you're going to come yeah. in like, oh, I, you know, with all your notches on the bedpost. It's just like. There was no, uh, 
there was no I don't know like uh, it's like you know cheating no I don't understand that yeah I, I always thought it was kind of gross when you're on the road and someone knew you and wanted to like a girl wanted to hang out with you like I always felt like you had to earn it like you said like after a no because then you're like this cartoon character because they're doing it for like the story and then you get all weirded out going, yeah. well, if she doesn't like having sex with me, then it becomes like, it's not like, Jeez. oh, my God, I banged this guy and he was fucking lame. It's like, no, Bill Burr sucked in bed. Like, it became like this whole thing. You're just like, you know, I think I'd rather just go fucking jerk off rather than dealing with this. Yeah. yeah anytime somebody, like, is like a fan and wants to hang out, I'm like, but I don't, you're, I don't even like me. Why would you want to like me? Like, there's something you wrong with you. You need them to you. hate you. you yeah. Need, yeah, you're weird. that way. Yeah. But no, no, there is a certain level that you get to where you, you can't you can't interact anymore. Yeah. You can't. It's like when you're coming up, when you're the feature act, that's when you should be out there slaying it. But once you oh, become yeah. like the headliner, then that's when it becomes like uh, it becomes like more of a weird thing. That's just my own personal. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a guy with a sweater wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. What do I know? Well, with that, we want to thank, obviously, Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, well, one a nice of the special drop-in. We weren't expecting yeah, that. Yeah, did not expect that at all. Coming Thank by. you so much for joining right, us, guys, by the way. Keep it in your pants. We Always will. make sure that you, you have two forms of written consent. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we got to thank our very special guest, Brooks Wheeling. Thanks for having yes. me, For joining guys. us here Super in the fun. dojo. Yeah. Good to see you, Bill. And where can, where can they find you, Brooks? Uh... I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, BillBird.com. BillBird.com. Yeah, yeah, that's where they can find you as well. Uh, yeah, no, keep... just BrooksWheeling. I'm glad you like LA, and I'm glad that you're happy doing stand up and everything. You, you seem happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. I mean, it's. I like moving back. And I what just, are you working on now, Brooks? Um, just TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I'm trying to do an hour. You're. Are you filming an hour soon? I'm trying to get somebody to film it for me. I like have an out. Yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. Have you talked Robert to Robert Kelly? Here? Have you talked to the people? Yeah, he's got Robert a video Kelly. camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. No, no. I just I'm gonna pitch a show to Comedy Central or something. And hopefully they package the thing or some you know all that bullshit. Well, we wish you the all the all the luck in the world. We cannot thank you enough for coming Thanks in. For coming. Hungover after a birthday party. Carl's birthday. Who could have guessed? Happy birthday, it would, Carl. It would get. It would get like Happy Carl birthday, has, Carl. You know, Got to oh, thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Burr. Stop it in. Yeah. Where, where can I find you, Gary? Uh, Canon Comedy. Beautiful. And, oh, we should we should actually all take a uh, little camping road trip with uh, Brooks. I, I'd love to. We've been Steve talking and I about. I've been talking about Listen, going yeah. back on Mirror Trail. For real. You, yeah. you, you see my physique, Brooks. I'm obviously an outdoor guy. You need this. <laughs> I love going to food trucks outside. You would literally get raped by a bear. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stand a chance. At Cannon Comedy, at Citizen Keen, um, at Listen Steve Byrne Live. Keep in touch. Write review. Subscribe. You get the Dojo T-shirt. And um, we will be on Irvine Improv, Oxnard Levity Live, and New Year's, of course, will be at uh, Seattle oh, Parlor I'll, Live. I'll be at the Tempe Improv next week. Oh, great! Oh, club. that's great. Okay. Love that club. Yeah. That's great. Bring some sunblock. I'm so bad at plugging shows. <laughs> Brooks Whelan, all things yeah, comedy, thanks, dojo. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me, guys.